Playoff time is when things start getting serious on the court. Players are more driven than ever to win these big games and keep advancing. Goodyear knows all about being more driven, too. Working hard to help you advance on and off the road. Let Goodyear.com help you choose what's best. Hey, podcast listeners. Andrew Hahn from ESPN. We have some fantastic sponsors, and they'd love to hear from you, our fantastic audience. So if you like the Hoop Collective or the other fine podcast programming at ESPN, give us a hand by answering a short, anonymous survey at ESPNPodcastStudy.com. It's quick and easy and really helps highlight the value of shows like this one, The Hoop Collective. That form is at ESPNPodcastStudy.com. Now here's the show. Brian, it's 75 degrees and sunny today. Just letting you know. What if I told you where I am is 70 degrees and sunny? I tell you, you're not in Omaha. You're right. <laughs> but if I told you I was in the Pacific time zone and earlier today I I saw the Pacific Ocean with my two eyes. Ooh, very Rachel, nice. Open your front door. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Welcome to the Hoop Collective. Andrew, are we announcing that this is now a Thursday podcast? Um, it's going to come out on Thursday, so whether we announce it or not, it's that's when okay. it'll be. Well, uh, the podcast lineup is shuffling again. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! I think and, we should celebrate this because people love a little spice, a little unpredictability. Is that right? I think a people positive. like exactly the opposite. Um, who who that, is that, that voice? May define, that may define the difference between you and me right there. <laughs> right. Subbing for Jackie McMullen this week. Jackie Mack is not going to be around for a couple weeks. She's taking a trip, and I don't want to give it away, but it's going to be spectacular, and I hope she tells us about it when she comes back. But subbing for Jackie Mack this week is the one, the only, the great Rachel Nichols in Los Angeles. Thank you. Um, we should. I think we should be honest with the people, Rachel, and say that, um, we're actually taping this on Wednesday afternoon. So there's, cause there's a whole, a whole slate of NBA games tonight and I don't want to yeah. make it sound, I, I'm, I'm for transparency. No, I think you always say that. So then when something happens the night after that, you know, is completely proving everything you said wrong, you're like, well, Hey, I'm not a fortune teller. Right. Um, good. So also <laughs> joining us soon will be band McMahon. Um, but, uh, and Andrew Hahn, of course. Um, Hello. Rachel, we had some news today, but the people who are listening to this will say yesterday, um, Clay Thompson has a broken thumb. He does indeed. Now, that thumb Uh, did not stop him from dancing. I just want to point that out because there are some injuries, and I'm not, by the way, implying that he should be able to play basketball just because he was dancing. These are two different skills. I just want to let people know who are maybe not big Warriors fans, they don't care if Clay is playing basketball for the next two weeks, but they really care about China Clay and those dancing internet videos. Rest assured, he was still dancing at Steph Curry's 30th birthday party, and man, he could cut a rug. Let's just say that. Is it a broken thumb or a sprained thumb? Oh, the broken. the you tell me. I was told broken. 
So was I, but I'm reading that it's sprained. Hmm. Anyway, Ooh. speaking of speaking of that, I, w- I want to stay hey, on Brian, that avenue. I'm not a yes. doctor. <laughs> um, he has a thumb injury. <laughs> yes. Um, that was kind of like uh, there was a little little bit of kerfluffle, especially from a couple of people that you and I know. Mm-hmm. Um, about Jeff Green going out roller skating when he missed, was missing games with a bad back. There was a kerfluffle about that. How do you feel about that? I mean, again, I would say those are two different skills. So roller skating and playing elite-level NBA basketball are not the same thing. I, I think some of the difference is optics, right? So it can be that, hey, what you use in your back muscles to go roller skating versus – uh, playing basketball are different. We all know that. But there's still something to be said for when the team at that point, I believe, was in the middle of, of some losing. Things weren't going right. They're already dealing with some injuries. Getting on roller skates where I guess, in theory, <laughs> you could, you know, one leg could go this way and one leg could go that way. And then you really throw your back out. Maybe it's not like the smartest thing to do. Or go roller skating, but just don't videotape it and then broadcast right. it out to everyone. So I think I think sometimes like that's the that's the line, right? I, with Clay Thompson dancing at the at the birthday party, no one is going to be like, "Oh man, I don't know, he should be out on the court. He was dancing. You don't need your thumb to dance, although maybe if you're like Elaine from Seinfeld you do, but most people do not need their thumbs to dance." Um so I think it's a different story, right? I think it's different. So I don't care. I'm sure I mean, he's a professional athlete, he's an adult and he ended up returning right on schedule. I don't care. And I don't care about clay dancing. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to trust these guys to be. But it's interesting with social media, how things that, you know, can get misinterpreted, get interpreted mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Um, so um, Do you go anyway, I haven't been roller skating since I was in eighth grade. Oh, what man, about you? we could have a jump roller skating outing soon. That's like 10, 10 years ago, I think. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I wish. I used to be young. <laughs> Are you now because you have kids? Do you roller skate, or have you always been a roller skater? <laughs> um, I roller skated just last year because I have young kids, and they were at a roller skating party. I feel like if I tried to put on roller skates and roller skate right now, that I would be right out of Scooby Doo, um, in the splits, and in, then in the hospital. Uh, So see, you, unlike Jeff Green, should not roller skate if you have to go work the next day. I have a, uh, I have, a, I have a huge fear of like fall. I feel like roller skates. It's kind of like being on ice. It might as well be ice skates. And when I walk on ice, I now I'm an old man. When I walk on ice, I'm afraid of falling. Oh, there's McMahon. Howdy. Yay! Joining us from Houston, and by the way, McMahon, joining Rachel Nichols. This is uh, a big moment of my career. Is Ben McMahon. He's Ben McMahon, Ben McMahon. He's the fattest dude in all the land. You got Texas blood as thick as mud. He's Ben McMahon. Still Ben McMahon. You're Ben McMahon on Thursday. You're Ben McMahon on Tuesday. You're Ben McMahon on Friday. It doesn't matter what day we do it, McMahon. You're still banned. If nothing else, I'm consistent. Um, We were just talking about uh, Clay Thompson, his injury. Mm. Now, I actually think that um, the Warriors got pretty lucky here because if he's only out a couple of weeks, this is not a very severe injury. (laughs) Um, Yeah. If you tear tear your ligament in your thumb, that's – Six to eight weeks, typically. Yeah, um, unless you're Nerlens Noel and you do it grabbing a hot dog, and then it's a few months. <laughs> right. 
Uh, or well, isn't Patrick McCaw out with a thumb injury right now? And isn't he been out for a while? Yeah, he's out. I'm not sure it's a thumb, but yeah, he's out. I mean, they've banged up. Draymond's sitting tonight. Sounds like that's more like a precautionary type deal. Obviously, Steph. I mean, the Rockets have number one seed all but wrapped up at this point, I think we can safely say. I thought this was interesting, Tim, because it sort of has a double effect on Houston. It not only seems to, and obviously there's still games to be played, but it seems as if it would give Houston the number one seed. Their Warriors just aren't going to be able to win as much or go for it as much if they have these many guys injured. But with the Warriors maybe not going for it as much, remember it was just a couple weeks ago, Clay said they wanted to try to run the table. They're not going to do that anymore. Houston not only gets this number one seed that they think is so important to their chances of advancing to the finals, but maybe then they get to rest a couple guys on the way into the playoffs. Yeah, and certainly. Instead of going for broke just to get it. Yeah, you look at the last week of the regular season, last couple days, they've got a back-to-back, a Lakers-Kings back-to-back. I think they would love nothing more than to be able to decide which vets are going to be sitting one or both of those games. Um, At the same time, though, I know that uh, there, there's concerns probably overstated, but certainly there, there's an awareness of, okay, hey, you know, the Rockets can't just kind of cruise in the playoffs. Got to stay sharp, you know, got to be kind of building toward this thing and peaking because if, you know, if they peak with a 17-game win streak in February and, and March, that's a uh, pretty disappointing season for a team with championship aspirations. And by the way, their reward for the best record in the league, we'll, we'll see how things shake out. But it, it might be seeing uh, Greg Popovich and a significantly upgraded version of the San Antonio Spurs in the first round of the playoffs. I, I just think that it's more beyond what actually happens to Clay. I mean, I, I think the war, if he's only out a couple of weeks and he's okay, he doesn't have lingering issues, I think they dodged a bullet here because. Yeah. Like uh, Marcus Smart's dealing with a thumb injury um, in Boston, and that's threatening. He could be out again. He could he could be facing two months, depending on how it goes down. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe he can play through it. Remember a couple of years ago when LaMarcus Aldridge, when the when the Blazers put out a press release announcing he was going to have surgery, and then it was Aldridge, right? Am I am I yeah. dreaming? Yeah. And then Aldridge. he's like he's like I'm not having surgery, and uh, like the fans were like. What? And then he played the rest of the season in playoffs, and everybody loved him. And then he left in free agency anyway. But, but <laughs> they but, don't love him uh, anymore. But can they, I ask like, a question of Tim and yes. Andrew at this point? Yes. Does Brian usually do all these different voices on the pod? Oh, he's wait. You mean you don't listen on a weekly basis? I do now, actually. Here's the thing. Oh, well, I'm, I'm. Oh, you I'm do the little of, fast forward, so we all. I do. Right. So I don't know. I don't always get the voices. I will say I am a little Brian. When you were talking about the schedule change earlier, when you guys were on Friday. I had to wait to listen to my drive on Monday. So I'm actually oh. happy that on Tuesday I could listen on Wednesday. Thursday's fine, though. There you go. Okay. okay. It's, all, it's all about her. <laughs> well, we, we kind of thought people would listen throughout the entire weekend while they were doing leaves and, uh, you know, housework, except for chores. <laughs> Wendy, you can't, you can't talk about housework. You've probably got a whole crew that does all your, all your yard work for you. I have no comment on any of that. Wow. Um, you, you, you're, not, you're not a common man. Um, Amazing. Our, our nanny went home sick today. It's been an incredible Aww. strain on the family. On the, on the family. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we're talking about the Boston Warriors. Yeah, getting back on Clay. 
obviously dodged a bullet in terms of the length of time is going to be out, but don't you have to be a little bit concerned when a premier shooter is coming back from a thumb injury on his shooting but, hand? I'm just, just look across the board. Draymond's been bothered by a shoulder injury throughout the season. Uh, Steph's ankle recurrent injuries are back. He's sprained the ankle five times. Now Clay's dealing with a thumb injury. This is how you fell a champion, you know, these yeah. sorts of things that add up. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it just, it's, I, may, maybe they're all going to be totally fine, and but it's just like, wow, it's really, you know, they've had really great health the last couple of years, um, other than, oh. you know, Steph banging his knees. But, I mean, he, he, he played. It wasn't like he missed the season. Um, they've generally had good health, and they could have easily won that finals. It was three one. Um, you know, it's it's this is why it's hard to repeat. Is all this stuff has to line up? Yeah. Plus, you got other teams loading up to try to take you out. But I mean, hey, it's not like um, the Rockets right now are, are kind of the exception in terms of teams that are uh, in the West that are actually healthy uh, and have a chance to be fully healthy going into the playoffs. You obviously have. Minnesota, which, hey, give the, the Timberwolves credit. I thought they were going to completely fall out of this thing when Butler went down. They've had some big Carl wins Anthony Town, Carly Anthony Towns stepping up big time. Yes, exactly. He, he is definitely responding the way uh, you want a legitimate superstar to respond. Um, you know, New Orleans has overcome the DeMarcus Cousins thing. I think they've kind of, I don't know if I'm going to call it reality, but they've kind of hit a wall there. Um, well, because Davis has been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. Exactly. That, that. That too. So, you know, it's not like the Warriors are, and obviously the Spurs, pretty much all season long, have been without Kawhi, and that whole saga continues. Did you guys see that uh, that story out of Minneapolis that Darren Wolfson said on the radio on Wednesday that Wiggins has been whispering to his teammates that he's unhappy about being the third option? You know, I actually had heard, and I'm not going to call it sources. I'm going to call it. Gossip sources? because it's okay. sources. Yeah, it, it, it's gossip because it's it's you know secondhand information. But I had heard that uh, that Wiggins particularly is. Hmm. 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 Aggregation. I'm thinking we're gonna not Let's... sources, just gossip. Uh, not... I don't know about this. All right, maybe Andrew the Han needs to do a little. You know, oh, no, 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 no one aggregate, aggregates McMahon. It's only if if Windhorse wow. said the same thing. Man. Damn, that's not nice. Um, well, I, hell, I, I got a this. theme song. If, if someone paid me 150 million dollars, which I believe is what he just got this past summer, correct? That um, seems right. I'm not sure, like. Being, I, I might be upset if I was like the twelfth option. Third's okay, right? Come on. And has he has has he earned not being the third option? I mean, his scoring his scoring is down. Okay, he definitely his scoring is definitely down this year. His shots are down, and he's been praised at times for being so willing to acquiesce some to Jimmy Butler. And in fact, when Butler stopped trying to keep everything so even keel when he started when he grabbed the joystick was when the was when the Wolves took off. Right. And, and that was sort of credited as Wiggins being on board with that, even though that had to be an adjustment for him. But has he, has he banged through the door to say, you know, he deserves to, you know, he does, he deserves more. I mean, I, not in my um, opinion. Who leads the Timberwolves in shot attempts? 
Is it? Do you is know it, off the top of your head that it's Wiggins? Yeah, it's Andrew Wiggins. I'm, I'm, I just double checked it. Fifteen point okay. nine per game. Butler's fifteen point eight. Towns is thirteen point eight. I'm looking at this and I'm saying, hey, you need to be the damn third option. They need to get Cat a hell of a lot more shots. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm always a little reluctant, and this is no slate on whoever said reported this. I, I was a little reluctant, reluctant to just slam a guy for, quote, being unhappy when we don't know for sure that he is, that he hasn't come out and said he's unhappy. Even just the phrasing whispered to teammates, nobody whispers anything to their teammates. So I'm just kind of, I'd like to know a little more detail here before I jump all over Andrew Wiggins. But I will say that any player who is playing on a team that is having the greatest team success that that franchise has had in, can we do, can we do it? Is it 14 years? 14 years. Um, at this point? Yeah. You can't be unhappy. You cannot be a player on a basketball team who is still a starter and a big part of that team's success. And the team is having the greatest success it's had in more than a dozen years. And the fans are finally, after so many years of suffering, are getting to get a playoff run, at least some sort of playoff berth is going to come to them. <laughs> you cannot be the guy who, be, who, who comes and says, yeah, I'm a little unhappy here. So yeah. I don't know if he's actually unhappy. I hope that this is just sort of a game of telephone where maybe something got misstated to somebody who was then doing a good job reporting. It, but he I, was unhappy with the post game meal. He wanted a happy meal. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So let's see. But let's see what he says on the record, or even like with some some other additional reporting. But I, I, you can't be unhappy if your team's doing this well and it's so much markedly better than it's been in so long. You can't be the unhappy guy. Yeah, you can't um, be unhappy when you're about to make your playoff debut. Hopefully, still, you know, still possible that they you know it's remarkable. It. Wiggins has only missed one game in his career, but he is uh, he is shooting. He is getting four, uh, three fewer shots per game since since last year, and he's averaging five and a half fewer points per game. Well, and he, he and keeps himself out of harm's way by not rebounding or playing defense. Yeah. He is his rebounding is actually flat, even though he's his his best rebounding year was his rookie season. His assists, which were not great, were down. He has one of the for his size. His uh, steal rate has always been poor, and his block rate has always been poor. And so, for a guy that has that incredible athleticism, you'd think that he would, you know, uh, his steal rate's okay. But you would just think that he would be a better, uh, a better defender. But um, I don't know. I, I I think the Timberwolves. You know, you remember you remember how that that long winding path that they went on before they signed him to that contract, and Glenn mm-hmm. Taylor was like, "Come to Minneapolis for a meeting." <laughs> you know, and- you promise to try to get better. <laughs> <laughs> Here's 140 million. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. So, Andrew Hahn, a couple weeks ago, we were sitting around and you were telling me, and I can say this with uh, complete honesty, how much you enjoyed your sun basket meals that you were getting. Yes, I do enjoy so them. So, tell, tell me about it. <laughs> this is fantastically timed. This is You can tell that we do this a lot. Um, but I do really enjoy the sun baskets that I've been getting. Um, there was a... I believe it's Hungarian meatballs and quinoa pasta that I had this week. That sounded very weird, but then I, I followed the directions. I put it all together. It tasted great. And at, every time I get one of these boxes from Sunbasket, 
I think about how when I first signed up our hosts for Sunbasket, you were so resistant to do it. And it makes me angry because I feel like you would like a lot of the stuff, Brian. Yeah, you know, I am a very picky eater. And it drives my wife crazy. Um, she would probably love it, especially when I'm on the road. Um, but, you know, I do all the cooking in my house. So one thing that would, appe- would appeal to me would be maybe them showing me new recipes that I could put my own slant on, too. Like, all they do is they give you a recipe book and there's a bazillion different options. There's like paleo that I think that Kevin keeps on insisting that he needs to get the paleo plan, gluten-free, vegan, Mediterranean, etc., etc. And I feel like at a minimum, you would take all of these fresh ingredients that they would send you and you're like, no, I don't, I don't like cilantro. I'm not going to use this, but this, this piece of pork looks pretty good. I am going to use that. And like, oh, here's a good idea in this recipe book. I'll follow that part. Um, Brian, I, I feel like you should reconsider in trying to uh, try out this, this Sunbasket product. Well, they have an app, and then there's 18 weekly recipes. I feel like if there's 18 recipes, there's got to be some in there that I would like, right? I would hope so. Um, uh, Sunbasket is, 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 is – it appeals to the more well-rounded individual, of which I am not. <laughs> but, but maybe they could bring me one degree – closer to it what if if um, i contacted sun basket and i said brian winhorst is willing to try your product and here's the three, <laughs> the three needles <laughs> that he wants can we, can we can we give that a shot i think it's i think maybe we should we should i think i owe it as their supporters of our podcast i i feel like i owe it to them for that right. so and, and maybe you know we should go down that route and if it doesn't happen or you don't enjoy it, who would know, Brian? <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But listen, uh, all of my friends do like Sun, Sun Baskets, so I can give their ring endorsement. And if you would like to try it, you can go to sunbasket.com slash hoop today to learn more. And you can get actually 35 bucks off your first order. That's a pretty damn good deal, I have to say. Sunbasket. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a lot off. 35 <laughs> bucks off. Um, sunbasket.com slash hoop. That's sunbasket.com slash hoop. Of whispering, Rachel. Yes. Ooh, that could go anywhere. That could go anywhere. How do you? It would be great if there was like a long bossa nova right here. Right. Um, <laughs> there was. I believe uh, that's going to happen. There was some surprise and some pushback when it was revealed um, yesterday that Ty Lu 
let J.R. Smith know he was losing his starting job via text message. Yeah, I saw Dave McMenamin tweet that um, J.R. had said he wished there had been more discussion of it. Is that is that I don't have the tweet in front of me. I feel like that's what I remember him tweeting. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it was the Dave got the quote and he said that Ty said that they'd had a conversation and Jr. said it wasn't a conversation. It was a text. Right. And there was there was uh, some people that were really surprised. I didn't think that was that big of a deal. Are, do you think it's a big deal that uh, that um, that it isn't like come to my office, close the door, etc.? Do you think that's a thing? I mean, I I don't. I think that you know that's probably how Ty largely communicates. But uh, you know, look if Ty reads that Jr. says that this bothered him if i'm the coach of that team maybe i want to go then pull jr aside and practice well not the film session they don't practice whatever they do um team meal they they, they, they hang <laughs> out they hang out longer in in, in individual cities because i mean well, well while, um, while jr sipping soup you know you right. have this conversation you have you, you maybe say hey if this didn't go go the way plan i mean look so much of coaching right is managing situations and managing specific guys specific preferences and quirks and what you, i think i think as an nba coach and, and i think ty is a good one you take a stab with every interaction thinking you're doing it the right way and then it is then part of your job if you then get feedback that your guy is a little unsettled to just go smooth it out and manage it a little bit. Not because these guys are babies that deserve to be catered to. I don't think either one of those things are true. But that's just how managing people works. And the, and the coaches that are really good coaches, the coaches we talk about in this league over and over again, Steve Kerr, Brad Stevens, um, you know, so many guys that are doing a good job. I mean, Alvin Gentry in New Orleans, I know, is constantly managing those relationships. And maybe sometimes he's sitting there and rolling his eyes and saying these kids today but he knows that you have to sometimes go do the thing that you didn't think you had to do. And then the guy's happy for the next few days and he's ready to contribute. Or you intentionally send him a text message instead of having a meeting because, you know, you, you figure, you know what? Maybe he'll play a little bit better if he's pissed off. A little reverse psychology sometimes in the worst thing. Or you just don't want to get soup thrown at you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, they were away from home. They didn't have the the, the guaranteed soup bar. Um, There's soup in every city, Wendy, <laughs> if you look hard true. enough. That's true. Boy, you could go a lot of different ways with that. Um, the Jason Lloyd from The Athletic wrote that Ty Lue prefers to send text messages to players or stuff like this so that there's no he said, he said later on. Hmm. A little, interesting. Uh, leave, you know, get and make sure paper. there's a record of it, huh? <laughs> maybe, paper maybe trail. he's more, Why does that sound like something Ty Lewis had to learn the hard way? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I just, like, I just thought that these days, I mean, people get engaged via text message these days, it what? seems like. I mean, well, I didn't, but I mean, people, it just, it seems like text message is a perfectly accepted substitute for conversation in just about every other venue i i was i was surprised there, there were some people who thought that that was insensitive and i just didn't think it was that big jr all that matters is that jr seemed offended i would well, be, if i was ty i would be offended at jr's play yeah i'm season, like but, look dude if you shoot 39 percent from the floor you don't get you know you, you don't get courtesies like face-to-face conversations all the time
Rachel, the jump that's starting this week is an hour long. Forever. It is. Forever. Well, it was, it's funny. We, we, we officially went to an hour long today, and then they were like, oh, by the way, scheduling changed just for t- t- today, Wednesday, uh, hour long this week. And then they were like, just for today, Wednesday, we're a half hour because of the NFL free agency marathon. I was like, okay, never mind. But yes, our standard... <laughs> Our standard is an hour now, and then it's a half hour if something unusual happens, as opposed to the opposite, where we were a half hour standard, and now, um, you know, the unusual that will be a half hour. I mean, when does the NBA not give you enough fodder? Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, check back in August. Um, hey, my, my, my jump appearance was in August, and we got the Kyrie trade dropped right in our lap, because I remember thinking, what the hell are we going to talk about? And then I was yep. like, oh, geez, this is yep. easy. Perfect. I will say this. Um, on one hand, the jump started out as a uh, half-hour show seasonally. It was started out mid-season. It was a mid-season. Yes. It was a mid-season replacement, but it was yep. a seasonal show on yep. ESPN two. We were very happy to have it. Yep. And then it became a year-round show. Then it became a year-round show on ESPN, and now it's a one-hour <laughs> show year-round on ESPN. Rachel Nichols, awesome work. Um, hey, it's going to become its own channel at some point. Right. That's, what, <laughs> right. that's what this is going uh, towards. The I downside like, is, again, I don't know what we're going to do in August and September for an hour, but but we will figure it out because I think we are Tim's talented right. people. Tim's right. The NBA provides. I mean, look, I, I, I like to think of it as our, our collective crew, and I also mean the viewers who are so into the NBA. All of us together are infecting the rest of the sports world. And, um, you know, it's, it's like we're like a fungus. Let's take over. Brandon like being compared to a fungus. Did you well, that, didn't notice trust that? Trust me, that's, uh, that's that's the closest he's been. Uh, he's come to being called fun. <laughs> well, that's true. I'll, I, hey, McMahon. Um, earlier this week, when when they announced that it was going to an hour long, they showed Rachel, and then all the former NBA players were on the show. All the other people who are you know like me and Zach and Amin, we didn't make the cut. So I am I am kind of like a fungus. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, Rach, so today, meaning yesterday, for our viewers, you did your monologue on the Pacers. Yes. And I just think we should point out that tonight, I mean tomorrow for us, but tonight for our listeners. <laughs> so confusing the, the way you're doing the, this. <laughs> I know. I love it. But again, the, I'm going to be listening to this on Friday. Well, I'm not going to be listening to this because I'm doing it. But usually I'll be listening on Friday. So you've okay, got to make last night, for people like me too. Exactly. Last night, which is two days two days from now, but last night to you on Friday. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I just feel a responsibility to point out that the Raptors are playing the Pacers in Indianapolis. And ladies and gentlemen, mm. this is a potential Eastern Conference Finals matchup. Yes, uh, absolutely. And with, with the Cavs being one of the most mysterious teams um, I've ever seen, I have no idea what they're going to do. And the Celtics injury report growing by the day, I, I mean, I'm not predicting this. But I feel it is my duty to point out that this could be an Eastern Conference Finals preview. What say that absolutely, you? Ab- absolutely could. And I think this is where um, seeding is so important. And I tried to talk about this on the show yesterday. And we kind of got people kept talking about, oh, well, home court advantage and where a game seven is and LeBron James and his record on the road and whatever. And that, that's not what I'm talking about. Seeding. The actual seeding, not who has home court for which game, but which team you play in which round. The Toronto Raptors, I think, have been, they get the benefit of the doubt at this point 
of being, hey, we have to at least assume they're going to be the toughest out in the Eastern Conference, right? We don't know. They have to prove it in the playoffs. All those cliches are true. But they have earned the right, not by just being the number one seed, but with a force with which they have become the number one seed. They get the benefit of the doubt of being said, hey, they look right now like they'd be the toughest out. So if you are LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers and you get your own benefit of the doubt of, hey, this guy's been in the finals for seven straight years and, hey, he's, you know, LeBron James and all of that stuff, do you want to meet that team in the second round or would you rather meet that team in the Eastern Conference Finals? And that is the big difference between three and four. And if the Cavs and Raptors end up playing in the second round, whoever's in the 2-3 spot, Boston and, you know, again, if it just went straight chalk, it would be Boston and Indianapolis as of Today, the day we're doing this podcast and not when you, the listener, might be listening. Um, thank you. Then, <laughs> thank you. Um, then, then, yeah, then whoever won that Pacers-Boston series in our imaginary chalk world would go on to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics are banged up. It could certainly be the Pacers. And, and there goes my rant on seeding. Can people please uh, understand I'm talking about seeding, not who plays which game of a series where. Thank you. I, uh, I think that's very smart. Um, the, the Pacers' schedule coming in is challenging. They have, including this game this week, they have two games with the Raptors. They have not yet played the Warriors. They have two games with the Warriors, although who knows who's going to play in those games. But nonetheless, two games with the Warriors. And they have a West Coast trip that they have to make um, uh, yet, which is always challenging. And, um, you know, so, you know, you can't – in on that West Coast trip, they're playing – playoff combatants like they're uh, i think they're playing uh golden state the clippers and the nuggets on that trip uh, i think they also have a game with sacramento but that's not going to be like they're not playing the uh suns um you know twice and the kings twice and you know calling it a day um so they have a challenging schedule to maintain that uh number three seed having said that uh it's not like the teams behind them are streaking the you know they are playing impressive basketball They've they've had some you know some breaks. They 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 got to beat they beat Boston the other day and a great win for them in a game where Kyrie left in the first half. Um, but they're still doing it. They're sitting in the third seed and and no one predicted that when Paul George demanded a trade. And so uh, people thought they might be in the third spot in the lottery when Paul George got traded for for sure. And um, and so uh, <laughs> this I'm gonna. Pay attention to this game because <laughs> maybe doing the Eastern Conference Finals. Rachel, by the way, did what did Paul Pierce say about the Raptors? Did he say it on the jump or did he say it on countdown? Because Paul said something that has riled up the Raptors Ooh. fans. Ooh, he did um, not say it on the jump. Paul's on well, the, the jump, jump on Thursday. The jump but... is on in Canada. It is. And countdown is not. Most of the time. Here's what's interesting about the jump in Canada. Largely, we are on TSN, which I appreciate. And when we get bumped from TSN, which I've been told has five different channels. We joke about ESPN, the Ocho. Apparently, TSN has five different TSNs if you're a full cable subscriber. There are times, however, there are weeks, Brian, where the jump is not on any of those stations because of curling. And that happened last week. Oh. Yep. Um, also Sportsnet has a bunch of different stations, which is like the ESPN and Fox of Canada, Sportsnet and TSN, except mm-hmm. for they're owned by the same company. <laughs> so it's all the same. Do you, uh, but, do you guys want to know what Pierce said? Yeah. Yes. yes. What did he say? He said that he doesn't think the Raptors have the it factor. Quote. Yeah, it'll be hard for me to see 
them beating Cleveland in a seven-game series. Really? Or even Boston, for that matter. I mean, I, I know that they have a great backcourt, Jamar, and, of course, Kyle Lowry. But it's just the past. The past I go off what I've seen. You know, I've seen them You're have wise. successful regular seasons. And then when the playoffs start, they get upset. You know, a la Paul Pierce in Brooklyn. Did you, uh, uh-uh. Paul did you Pierce just, in Washington? Did you just third person I mean, twice? <laughs> I mean, but I'm it's out. just it's something that is 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 it continues to happen. So <laughs> okay, Whoa. okay. Well, I I hadn't heard it, but I know because I'm doing some stuff with uh, with the Raptors coming up, and that hit there. They are out for Paul Pierce blood, and um, boy, it would be amazing if. Uh, countdown was there for the conference finals um paul but you know paul did take them out uh, you remember back-to-back years once with brooklyn once with washington they were the lower seed both times um was that the i called game series or no, I was no that was that. was that them mm. i didn't think that was them I'll, I'll look it up. But he did when he was in Brooklyn. He did hit a game winner up in Toronto, and he was like, "That's why I'm. That's why they brought me here, or something like that." Right. The I call um, game. He was in Washington. Yeah, but was it against the Raptors? No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Well, I covered that a series where the Raptors um, uh, got swept by the, by Paul Pierce's uh, Wizards. So um, he definitely did some damage there. Um, with with a couple of different teams, but um, I called game. With I don't think. Hawks. Oh, okay. And that was back when the Hawks were really good. They lost that series because uh, John Wall got hurt. Oh, right. Um, yep. I, I'd like to throw this. This has been sort of a, a rolling discussion this morning, and I'd like to throw it open to the two of you. Now that we've talked about the Pacers and the Raptors, I wasn't going to do it. Wasn't going to say it, but you've now brought up the two franchises I hear from the most. So I do have a question for both of you. Why do you think, for some fan bases, such a big part of being a fan of that team is sort of the discussing how little national, or in the Raptors' case, American attention that they get, to the point where it sometimes dominates more of the conversation than, isn't this awesome, we won? I, honestly, I think it's almost most fan bases. I feel like the, the Rockets fan base is the same way. And uh, to me, I, I do think we need to be very careful, though, judging fan bases based on the feedback we get, you know, whether it's Twitter mentions or whatever, emails, whatever. Because who do you hear from? You hear from the angriest people, typically. That's a small sake. I, I think 90-plus percent of NBA fans just enjoy watching ball, you know, enjoy the coverage and seems too go nuanced. on about their day. That seems that seems too measured. I don't like it. You know? well, <laughs> it's not like me. Bossa Nova. It's more of just I think it's interesting and I like to understand Yeah, you know, I kind of said to a few people this morning, like I I like to understand things when people react in a very different way than I'd expect. And it's not a criticism because you can explain something to me and my answer is, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So I know that Or your answer sometimes uh, is you're just a bitter idiot. Right. I mean, look, that's absolutely. But but I mean, the reason I'm not asking because I don't want to know the answer. I'm asking because I do want to know the answer. If I didn't want to know the answer, I just wouldn't bother. So, like, I'm asking because I'm actually curious. I think it is interesting to me. And Brian, you know this because you've you've mentioned it to me. 
like I'm very big on the joy of sports. Like you, I get so excited about stuff sometimes. It's a little ridiculous. And, and to me, you have an hour a day to fill. It has to be done. Right. Well, but I mean, it's it's genuinely, it's genuinely what makes it, makes it run for me. Right. And I know that's not true of everyone. Some people like the argument factor. Some people like, there's all different reasons people love sports. Like, but this, that joy, elated feeling, 20,000 people in one building being happy at one time in one moment. It's just so cool to me that to me, that is always going to be my biggest takeaway, but I'm not everyone. And it, it is interesting to me to watch sort of some of these teams go through what I would expect from the outside to be this like incredibly joyful, surprising season. And you're absolutely right, Tim, like the sampling we get on Twitter or through emails or feedback is definitely not everyone. But if you just take that percentage of whatever it is, some fan bases are incredibly joyful and it's what I would expect. And then some fan bases, it seems to be important to them and really important to sort of talk about how much they are or aren't being verified in their goodness by other people outside of their town. And it just, it's not what I would expect. That's all. It's just different. But I'm, I'm kind of getting back to the more like large point of Raptors fans uh, from Pacers fans. And I'm not, you're right, Tim, you shouldn't paint it with a broad brush. Some of what I hear from some of the fans surprises me because well, if I, I were one of those fans, I would just be sort of like, this is so awesome. McMahon, you, were, you, McMahon yeah. you were just in Toronto and didn't you get a call out from a listener? I did. The little Bam McMahon, uh, actually a couple media members up there. But to Wendy's point, it's not just the fan base in Toronto. This is a big part of the media discussion. I'm up there for Rockets Raptors, and uh, there's a lot of questions to shoot around about, hey, is this a chance to really kind of get that, uh, you know, th- that uh, respect throughout the league and, you know, national, I guess, respect. Um, and, you know, Dwayne Casey's kind of trying to shoot that down. Well, you know, look. You know, no, Dwayne's a proud man. Dwayne, you know, yeah. trust me. You know, Dwayne's not, but and he understands he's got to prove in the playoffs. I do think that uh, I, I think they're labeled playoff underachievers somewhat unfairly. Now, the sweep last season, obviously, that's not great, but like you expected them to lose in the in the second round to the Cavs last year. The year before that, they they you know go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like that's what was expected of them. Now, you know, you can talk about first round exits couple of years before that and we can kind of dig into the individual numbers for DeRozan and Lowry but it's not like these te- these Raptors teams are coming off these you know it's not like they're one seeds that were getting upset by eight seeds so I, I think that like oh they've never done anything in the playoffs well they they've won three playoff series over the last two years that's not nothing all right, so I'm going to say one more thing before I go because I feel I'm going to get off and then and then I'm going to have all of these upset Pacers and Raptors fans. <laughs> I will say I get some very nice, nice resp- uh, sort of feedback, not to us, but just to the team um, from fans like that. And I'm really just asking because I, I want I want people to be happy, guys. I want people to be psyched and happy about their teams, see it as a glass half full, and like not worry so much about what other people think. Just be psyched about your team being awesome. And also, when you criticize peace, us, love, and happiness, and you say you're an idiot, make sure you get your right. I mean, look, everyone's allowed to have an opinion about whether we're doing enough job or not. We're putting ourselves out there. That's all. That's all cool. It's more just like I want people to be as psyched about these teams doing well as I am. Like right. I'm like, focused on it's the positive. Cool. Well, just I know some of these fan bases. It's sucked for them for a long time. And we we're just talking about Minnesota earlier on this on this podcast. Like, if you're a Minnesota fan. You don't want to hear anyone saying, well, I'm upset I'm not the third, I'm the third option. You just want everyone to be psyched that the train is going in the right direction. It is going to a cool place. If you're a fan of a team that is doing well unexpectedly, 
my hope for you is that you can enjoy it and be excited about it and have that be the main thing that you think about because it's awesome. And NBA is awesome. And this podcast is awesome. And now I'm leaving. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Thanks, Rachel. Rachel. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Andrew, we have this new product that we have. We're uh, sponsoring the podcast. And before I tell you what it is, I'm just going to tell you about their website. Okay. Because I think it, it sort of speaks for itself. You go to their website, which okay. I will tell you in a minute. Okay. And this is what it says. It says, against staggering odds, two things happened. One, the universe. Two, you. Let's walk at our full height. Honor our forebearers. Have a smile. And for God's sake, floss. And then it has two links. One to shop hair and one to shop sex. Well, I'm... Now, what should I click on? <laughs> I There's one I want you to click on. And then there's one I need you to click on. Okay. Well, you and I both are very fortunate in the fact that we have very good hair. Mine is a toupee. I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> um... You have very strong hair. Regrettably. I have good hair. I have good hair. I have other things that are very bad about me, but my hair is positive. So I'm not going to shop hair. I'm going to shop sex. Oh, okay. Um, I need you, needed you to shop hair, but I guess we can shop sex. Oh, okay. Well, because I, um, I can't grow any facial hair, so anytime someone says something about hair, I'm interested. Me either. I, uh, you, But you sometimes have facial hair. It's very sad. It's sad but facial I, hair. It's, be- it's better than what I can do. My, I couldn't grow it for anything. It's terrible. This is the empowerment that this product offers. Um, this is what they say on their website. And remember, if you look good, you'll feel good. If you feel good, you'll play good. If you play good, they'll pay good. If they pay good, you'll live good. If you live good, you'll die good. Okay, I like I like all of that up until the die good part. I don't want anyone to dictate to me when I die. <laughs> I don't care um, if it's good. Well, I don't care if it's bad. I don't care whatever it is. Just there, like, there's just, no such thing as is good dying. I don't right, yeah, just just stop with the live good, and I'm good enough for me. Well, this uh, product is on forhims.com. F O R H I M S dot com. Which is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Andrew, which of these things going to help you with? Um, I feel well sexually. Good. And you have already said that I don't need hair issues. I don't think you do. So, I, I think I could use better skin. Better skin would be good for me. I think every I think all of us could use better skin, but other people may have. Other issues. Sexual wellness issues that they can go to there or hair loss, hair loss issues. issues. I think so. Like, I think that comment that you you read off the site where what is if you look good, then you'll feel good. Like, I think that's a, a tangible thing that if you have confidence, then that projects itself to the people around you and they, they pick up on that. And if looking good helps you give confidence, then, then that's then that's that. <sighs> 
Well, Four Hymns is uh, they do this stuff and they do it with medical grade solutions. That's a pretty good credo to uh, to live by, which is um, you know. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you'll play good. If you play good, they'll pay good. If you pay good, you live good. And if you live good, you die good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and this is one of these things where you will uh, you will tell them what you need, whether it be uh, skin care for or hair loss hair care or, or for or sex, sex loss or, <laughs> or sex loss, sexual wellness is the correct way to say it, sir. Um, you will f- fill out some information. You will be in put in touch with a doctor and you will get a prescription. And then they will ship the products right to you, Andrew. Okay. So our listeners get a free trial month of Four Hymns for just five bucks. Um, the website, the website, you should just check it out because there's some funny stuff on there and some interesting stuff. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you think, Andrew Hahn. Um, and this would cost a lot more money if you went to a doctor or just to a pharmacy. Um, so go to fourhymns.com slash collective. F O R H I M S dot com slash collective for hymns slash collective to check out what they can do for you. Can I ask you something basketball related before we continue for another three hours? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If if I gave you the choice, if I said, Brian, I'm booking hotel travel right now for the finals, and I have great packages, but it's Oakland, Cleveland, or Houston, Toronto, and I don't have enough money to book them both, which one should I book? Right. Really? I would say I still would go Warriors-Cavs. I would say... I I still consider those the two favorites. I'm not not answering on... Like, when I'm I'm inclined to say Houston-Toronto, it's not because of Houston. It's because of Cleveland. Mm. Yeah. Right. Uh... But how bad bad did Cleveland look at this... The Cavs? How bad did they look? uh, Because the city always looks bad. How bad did the Cavs look at this time last year? I remember because that was when I was no, doing and, my and, and drive and back and forth Texas redneck trip. They I remember were that. awful. I mean, I they know, came but, and just looked like trash. I know, but they had better players then. Yeah, I hear you. They still got LeBron, though. I know. My experience tells me that there's always time, but every single piece of data points to you that this is the end of the line. And the Raptors obviously are much better, but I mean, they they got swept last year. I know, I know. Right. Historical data says that they won't be good in the playoffs. I, I know, but which is exactly what Rachel was talking about earlier about, or you were talking about how Canada is upset that they want their they want their respect. They're the Rodney Dangerfield, yeah, of North America. I, right I now. know, I know. Um, 
I don't I mean, know. Hell, I, LeBron, LeBron was, was disrespected in terms of playoff performance until he won championships. I Dirk, know. Well, well, Dirk was disrespected until he won a title. Like, it's just the way it goes. Jordan was. This was a fascinating thing to this season. It was a foregone, foregone conclusion for most of the year that it was going to be Golden State Cleveland in the finals. And now a lot of people don't know what's going to happen. So I was in the uh, San Francisco airport this week, and um, I, ha- I, just, I haven't been to Golden State yet this year. And so it was the first time I was back in San Francisco since last year's finals ended. And um, I was sitting there, you know, thinking, like, because I was just changing planes. I wasn't staying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I was actually thinking about it, just, 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 just thinking about it. Like, I wonder if, because uh, it's been like such a rite of passage to come. Like when I arrive in San Francisco now, I mean, the last three finals, uh, it's been such a part of the spring that it's like, you know, I, I land and I just have all these memories of like coming back and, you know, that one year when we went back three times. Um, uh, I just have all these memories and I was like, I wonder, you know, I wonder if, I wonder if it's going to happen this year. You know, I just, I just, you know, it's, it's like, I, I, I remember thinking, Man, this is going to be like every year for like the next four or five years. I'll be coming here because I just they thought the Warriors were going to be so. Even though I know better, I know that you, I know that everything's so fragile. But it was like the first time I seriously thought, like, I wonder if I'm going to be back here this year. Well, and and you you went through it with uh, you know you thought that when LeBron went to the Heat, that thing was going to certainly he did. But even well, those I, teams no, I, made I, it to I, the finals every yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I, I knew that wasn't going to last like five, six, seven, eight, whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. I, for three years in a row, I spent huge, huge sections of time uh, every spring in Indianapolis and Miami because those were the big Eastern rivals. And now yep. the Heat have made the playoffs one time, I think, since LeBron left. And the Pacers have been a bit of an outpost other than Paul. And now they're, like, potentially back. Um, you know, they've made the playoffs, I, but I, they haven't been I, a relevant I, team. I can't take the Pacers that seriously. and I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe – it's because they, I, I saw them when they're in the middle of that. What was it? Five game losing streak, or, and one of those losses was the Mavs. I just can't take them that seriously. Well, we'll know more about them in three weeks because their schedule. Because now, with where they all of a sudden have emerged, that they're up, that they're out, they're a top end Eastern team at the moment in the standings. Um, they're not going to sneak up on anybody. People are going to pay more attention to them, and they're going to feel some pressure now. All of a sudden, it's like. You know, I'm sure from a lot of the year, they were, let's get in the playoffs. Now it's like, wait a minute, we can get home court. Maybe, wait a minute, maybe we can figure out a way to get to the conference finals because they've had a lot of success against the Cavs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not that they would – I don't think they would be lined up with the Cavs. But um, uh, anyway, um, all right, are we done? Yeah, I think so. All sure. right, thanks for listening to the Hoop Collective podcast. Uh, this is going to be on Thursdays going forward. Um with McMahon and Jackie and although Jackie's going to be out for a few weeks right, so for a few weeks maybe we, we can are just gonna... uh, maybe we can just corral Rachel in every week until then right uh, I'm calling out uh, Amin Al-Hassan I want Amin Al-Hassan on this podcast oh so if any oh, wow. so if any of you uh, if any of you Does come anyone... across yeah. Amin if, if anyone knows how to get a hold of him uh... <laughs> right <laughs> let him know <laughs> tweet tweet at Amin ESPN and say at your own risk right that's true (laughs) that's true thanks for listening
Adiós. 